Hey, Mara. Welcome to another episode of History-ish. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about Che Guevara. Um, che Guevara was born Ernesto Guevara de la Serna on June 14, 1928 in Rosario, Argentina. He was the oldest of five children in a middle-class family of Spanish-Irish descent. He was an athlete and a scholar and completed medical studies in 1953. During his breaks from school, he would often travel around Latin America and he saw the great poverty of the people there. He started to see Latin America as one big cultural and economic entity instead of separate nations when he took a nine month journey with his friend Alberto Granada. Granado, sorry. The trip started in December of 1951, and they traveled by motorcycle, a motorcycle that they called the Powerful. <laughs> However, the motorcycle did end up breaking down, and it was abandoned very early on in the trip. But the trip went from Argentina through Chile, um, Peru, Colombia, and Venezuela. After that, Guevara traveled by himself to Miami and later took a flight back to Argentina. During that trip, Guevara kept a diary, and his family later published it as the Motorcycle Diaries, colon, Notes on a Latin American Journey. Um, that was later turned into a film called The Motorcycle Diaries. He decided Latin America as a whole needed liberation and that the liberation required an intercontinental revolution in strategy. Now, in 1953, Guevara went to Guatemala, where Jacobo Arbenz was attempting to bring about a social revolution. It was there that he realized that the United States would always oppose progressive leftist, leftist governments due to their involvement in the overthrow of Jacobo Arbenz and his regime. And it became a cornerstone belief in his plans to bring about socialism with a worldwide revolution. He became a Marxist around this time also, which in simple terms is someone who believes that society's class system is the cause of struggle and that society should not have a class system. They believe in ridding the world of in, of the individual ownership uh, or private ownership of production and that the ownership should be commonly owned. He left Guatemala and went to Mexico, where he met Fidel and Raul Castro, who were attempting to overthrow the dictatorship in Cuba. He joined them in their fight against uh, Fulgencio Batista and was wounded during a guerrilla battle in, on De December 2nd, 1956. But he was able to escape along with a few survivors to Sierra Maestra. Their guerrilla army grew in size and strength, and Guevara, who initially came along as a doctor to the army, was trained in weapons use. He eventually became a trusted aide to Castro and helped execute traitors and deserters. Now, after Castro and his troops entered Havana, Guevara um, oversaw the executions of people deemed enemies of the revolution. He became a Cuban citizen and was very prominent and represented Cuba on a lot of commercial missions. He became well known in the West as well because of his opposition to imperialism, neocolonialism and his attacks on U.S. foreign policy. He had many prominent titles as well, serving as the president of National Bank of Cuba and Minister of Industry. On his days off of work, he would work in the sugarcane fields in support of the volunteer labor program that he organized. However, he became increasingly upset with Cuba's reliance on the Soviet Union. He felt betrayed by the Soviets when they removed their missiles from the island without consulting the Cuban leadership during the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962. And Guevara began focusing his attentions on fostering revolution elsewhere. In April of 1965, he dropped out of public life. His movements and whereabouts for the next two years remained secret, and it was later learned that he had traveled to what is now the Democratic Republic of the Congo with other Cuban guerrilla fighters to help Patrice Lumumba's battalion. 
and their battalion was at the time fighting a civil war. He resigned his ministerial position in the Cuban government and renounced his Cuban citizenship. Now, after the failure of his efforts in the Congo, he fled first to Tanzania and then to a safe house in a village near Prague. And in 1966, Guevara went to Bolivia to create and lead a guerrilla group in Santa Cruz. After some initial combat success, Guevara and his guerrilla band, um, they found themselves constantly on the run from the Bolivian army. And that Bolivian army was aided by the CIA. Uh, Guevara was wounded and his group was nearly destroyed by a detachment of the Bolivian army. Eventually, Guevara was captured and executed. And I read that before he was buried, his hands were cut off and preserved in formaldehyde so that his fingerprints could be identified. He was secretly buried, and I read that in 1996, his biographer said that he had found Guevara's body, which was later exhumed and transported to Cuba for a massive memorial and monument in Santa Clara. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's so much history about mm-hmm. Guevara in four minutes. But um, it's amazing. It's a really amazing. He had quite the life. Mm-hmm. And I do think he probably wanted to do more with it if he if it hadn't been cut short, obviously. Right. Um, and, you know, is I really wanted to focus on kind of like, you know, 40 years after his death, what, where, where do we stand at Guevara? What, you know, what has happened so far? So I do believe that it's possible to not know who he is, but I would bet a lot of money that, that people have, have seen his face somewhere before. His iconic face has been and continues to be painted on murals, used in advertisements, propaganda, and all kinds of souvenirs. Uh, meanwhile, his story, his life story, can be found in an array of films, documentaries, plays, and songs of tribute throughout television, music, books, magazines and even corporate advertisements his visage has um is ever present in political and apolitical emblems um and they've been endlessly mutated and transformed and morphed over the last four years and so he's really been embedded into the pop culture um this really allows chad to become both a fashionable depoliticized logo as well as a very potent anti-establishment symbol and then he's been used by widespread um human rights movements, and individuals affirming their own liberation. Additionally, his face has evolved into many manifestations. And um, for those who have seen it, they, they really, it can be very controversial. It can either represent a generic high street visual emblem of gold global marketing, or um, to those who are opposed to the ideology, um, it can really represent um, a a veneration because of his violent actions and his propagation can represent, you know, shallow kitsch, basically. Um, just an idol worthy of spoof makeovers, parody, or even ridicule. Despite these two competing narratives, though, Shay has really become a widely disseminated and countercultural symbol that sometimes even operates entirely independent of the man himself. Hannah Charlton of the Sunday Times made notes on the various uses of his t shirt. By saying that T-shirt wears might wear his face as an easy replacement for real activism or even as a surrogate for it. Um, in my research, I found a quote that I feel really encapsulates the general feeling of Che Guevara these days. And this quote is from George Galloway. He's a British, British politician. And he says that some argue that history has transformed Che Guevara's um, revolutionary image into just another fashion accessory. It is tempting for us on the left to feel uncomfortable with this popular appeal. Rather like music fans, when their favorite underground band hits the big time, they say they've gone commercial. I don't see it that way. If only 10% of the people who wear the image know what he stood for, 
that is many millions. Overwhelmingly, there are also a lot of young people with their hearts set on making the world a better place. Indeed, in my experience, many more than 10% have a good idea of what he stood for. If Shiz's image seems to be everywhere, that is because what he fought and died for is more fashionable now than ever. And I really do think that there he does kind of bring this um, this hope with him uh, for what good things could be. Uh, he wasn't perfect, like just anyone. Nobody is perfect. But um, I do think that's kind of the essence of what he represents today, 40 years after his death. But um, what did you find most interesting, Mariah? Um, like there were so many things. I think the the one thing I was kind of um uh weirded out by, I guess, <laughs> is how he helped the Castros get into power. But that's because I know what they who they are now, um, and what they stand for, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his life is super interesting. You know, I, I by no means did an exhaustive study, and I want to look into it more. Yeah, I think we should all look into it more. <laughs> right. Let us know what you think over on our Instagram. <laughs> Bye. Bye.